Welcome to Freedom Through Truth, a broadcast outreach of Ministries of Wayne Weaver, bringing the freedom of God through the truth of God's Word. Subject, and I got hit left and right and left and right. You know, I came to the people at times. I said, I don't have to be your pastor. I don't have to preach. Just, just tell me and I'll quit. I'll, I'll be happy to. There's no issues. I just know I can't. It's the calling that God put on my life. But if you say so, I will. But you need to say so. I cannot say so. But if you will, I will submit and I'll surrender. I remember that. This is years ago. And I would often, God, just, just have somebody tell me not to be a, the pastor. Just have somebody tell me to take, okay, we'll lay it down and just quit. The difference was because I was a pastor. Now, in one case, you might say like this, oh, no, you're not taking this. I've been called for this. Nobody can take this down. That's a face saver. That's Saul. You see, when you are a king, you don't have to, be, to try to be a king. Take this right. I'm not saying I'm a king. In the spiritual kingdom, absolutely. That's what God describes me as to be, is a king. And also you. If you are a spiritual anointed person, you are to function as a king and a priest in the kingdom. That's what the Bible says. Now, I'd like to get to that and speak more about the responsibilities of what a king and a priest does. Now, let me, let me just say some things. Why David? He was alone and very lonely and had no father to protect him in his danger when he was a young boy. And I believe during those nights when he was up in the shepherd's field close to Hebron, which is 15, 20 miles from Jerusalem now, then he was up in those areas, and, and that's at nighttime. He wished he could have been with Daddy, I'm sure. And especially when a bear and a lion came. And he knew he was to protect these sheep. And he loved these sheep because these sheep knew his voice. And when he made the sounds, the sheep responded. And all at once, here comes a lion and a bear. And they come out of the bushes. And they went and they took a lamb. And he went after that. And he took the mouth of that lion and the mouth of that bear. And he tore it up by the anointing that was on him. And God saw this, and I believe it was through that relationship that he established out as a little boy before he really reigned and ruled as a king. It was through those times when God was making him and putting many, many personal touches on him so that he could use him for his future. And God was absolutely pleased with the way David responded to his word. Now, I would also like to say that the other things that happened... The other things that happened through this time now that he, uh, David was growing up, he was no more the shepherd boy, but now he was running for his life. One of the things that happened when he was writing one of the Psalms is his family, family was kidnapped once. He was in prison in Gath. His friends wanted to kill him. His son Ammon raped his daughter. His other son Absalom murdered his son Ammon. And then Absalom turned against David and was killed. Saul offered his daughter to wife for 3,000 of Philistine foreskins. And he simply did this. Saul wanted to clean up David somehow. And he thought, if I can give you something, I'll give you my daughter. If you, you can have my daughter. This is a king's daughter. You can be married to my daughter if you get the foreskins of 300 Philistines. And he knew, Saul in his heart, as you read the Bible, he knew in his heart that these Philistines would get absolutely mad and they would kill David and then the victory is won. 
because Saul did not want David. He didn't care to have his daughter there either. He just wanted him dead. And he thought, if I can give him that, he's going to go out and he'll try everything he can to have those, to kill those men that he can do that to, so that as a result, he will be a dead man. Well, you know what David's response was when Saul offered this to him? That you can live in the king's house, you can be married to a king's daughter if you just do this. But David's response was this. He said, I'm poor and I'm lightly esteemed. He said, I'm a nobody. Why do you offer something so precious to me like this? David didn't do this. Yeah! David didn't do that. He said, Saul, you are a king. I don't belong in your house. I don't belong there. I would feel out of place in your house. I would feel out of place to be married to a, your beautiful daughter. I don't deserve her. I'm nothing. A little bit later, he says, when, when Saul kept coming after him, he said, I'm a flea. And he said, I'm like a dead dog. David or Saul, I am nobody. I'm nothing. I'm not a threat. But why do you want to always come after me? Because there was oil all over his life. Because God was making him to be a king. This is what was happening. There was a king in the making. And this is something I want you to hear, brothers and sisters. Some of you that live godly lives in Christ Jesus, the Bible says you will suffer persecution. And this is why. Because God is making a king. And he's making priests. Don't take it personal when your neighbor finds fault in you. Now, if you've done something wrong, that's different. But there are some of you that are spiritual-minded. You love God. You're on your face, and you know how much you love God, and you would do anything the Bible would tell you to. You love the Word, and you love God, and you've given your life, and why all at once do you have people looking against you and criticizing you? Why? Because there's oil on your life, and the enemy sees it, but God will look at that oil and say, I'm raising a king. I'm raising a king. When I say king, I'm not talking about now we'll all be pastors a pastor is not a king I'm not a king because I'm pastor I'm a king because God has called me into his kingdom to reign and rule as kings and priests we are the ones that are to lock the doors and to open the doors it's the keys of the kingdom God is giving it to us in the book of Revelation through Jesus Christ and therefore when we pray things happen we can close up kingdoms and we can open up. That's what the Bible says. He has given us that. And until he does his personal touch on us and he fingers us and makes us into his image, we will not have the kingdom that he wants us to walk in. He has given us these responsibilities. So when you have somebody coming against you and making your life miserable and maybe hard, and at times you don't want to go to the grocery store because of the way they look at you, listen, friend, you've got oil on your life. There's where the problem is. It's a kingdom problem. That you love God and the enemy sees this and he wants to destroy it. But God sees it and he wants to enjoy it. It's completely different. And once you learn to walk with God, you see that all the persecution, all the things that come against you, it, it is for his glory. God is just making you. He's making you. He put... 
He put John on the Isle of Patmos. He threw him out there on the Isle of Patmos with the robbers and the snakes, the one of the highest men of the day. John, when all the others were gone, and that's where we read the book of Revelation. Where did it come from? On that island that was so secluded, full of snakes and robbers and thieves. God put him out there so he could show him one of the great books and write them, the revelation of the return of Christ. If John would have been carnal, he would have complained and said, why in the world am I out here? Why am I hated so much? Why is everybody against me? I don't deserve this treatment. But John was spiritual. He was on his face and he saw God and the power of God. And there he was mantled with the revelation of Jesus Christ in his glory. He was the king. God was about to show him something. So he had to take him on the island. He had to take him out away from his brothers and even his sisters. Away from his wife. Where are the gospels mostly written? Where did Paul do most of his writing? In prison. You see, some prisons set you free. Other prisons set him free. Sometimes he puts us in our prisons. It's like a prison. It's like nobody understands me. It was like where David was. Why am I so sought after? I'm nothing. I have not, I'm not a threat. I couldn't break a straw. I wouldn't blow out a, a smoking flax. I couldn't break a reed. I walk carefully. I would never hurt anyone. Why am I considered to be such a big enemy? Why? Because God was doing a deeper work. God had other plans. And until we see and understand what it is to walk as kings and priests and the calling that God has placed on our life, until we come to that place of understanding, we will get offended in Christ. We will get offended and we'll walk around a little bit and we'll say with our face down, oh, life has just been too rough. Just had a building, three buildings burned down under that roof. Just had him burnt out. Oh, I shouldn't be preaching this morning. I should be sad. I should be home. I should be asking for, for people, come help me, come help me. No, that's not what I'm called to do. I'm called to rejoice in God. I'm called to rejoice in Christ because he's making kingdom people. He's making kings and priests. Why? So that we can walk in the power of God in this world and not get discouraged as times get even worse. We are the ones that make a difference. We're the ones that set people free. We're the ones that pray. Brother Steve, when he prayed for you back here, he had a word that God spoke to him. And he prayed for somebody else. I just it was also spoken. I think it was Mervyn Esther. That you prayed something. God showed you. How does all this coming? But do I remember you, Steve, about a year ago when you said that, oh, life is... Oh, I go through so, such hard times. Oh, I go through such hard times at times. You don't see that. Oh, and at times where I didn't see and Dalen didn't see, you were probably, oh, God, did I turn wrong? Did I do something? God, where am I going wrong? What have I done? God, I need you. I need you. Remember some years ago I preached this message where I said that God, he wanted Israel to be like a garment wrapped around him. He wants us to be attached to him like a garment. 
stretched around your body. So he wants us to be stretched around him, just clinging on to God. Little heart times. I hear these little things. Some people complain about some of the smaller. You know why? Because you're carnal. You're carnal. The Bible says in the end, there will be complainers. You don't complain. Must there have been a time when there was no complainers? If at the end there will be complainers. We do not complain. We understand and we allow God to break us. Break us even deeper. To bring us into your fullness. So that we can reign as kings and priests in this earth. This is the calling that we have. This is what God wants out of us. I want to talk a little bit about something then that happened. Here, little David. There he goes. Going over towards the valley of Elah. His dad just sent him on a horse and a cart. Or an oxen and a cart. I'm not sure what he had, but it says a cart. And he sent him over with milk or with cheese and bread because they were in a battle against the Philistines. And he heard about this from Hebron. He was taking care of sheep up in Hebron, I would say 25 miles, maybe not even that far. But he came down and rattled himself down the old dust path until he came all the way down. And he saw there on the hill, I saw, I've seen the hill right from standing where Goliath stood himself. And I look across there and I see that. And he looks at this, and David said, what's, going, what's the commotion? He said, well, every night for 40 days already, we have had this big man come out. I mean, his head is the size of a five-gallon bucket. His mouth opens big enough you could put two hands or maybe even a head of ours in it. He's that big. He's humongous. He's over 10 foot tall. And every night he comes out on top of that hill, which I stood there, and he, and he defies the army of God. And he laughs, and he says, oh, you people, you God people, you you think you are big. We hope you've been inspired and changed by today's message. If you wish to listen to today's message or for other audio and video resources from the preaching ministry of Wayne Weaver, please visit ministriesofwayneweaver.com.